0: while making a positive impact in your community. Hi, this is Robert, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Happy New Year. Happy 2018. Can you believe it? Uh, sorry, 2018. I, I, I'm i still stuck in the summertime. I mean, I can't believe it. Um, 2017 just just totally flew by and I... I guess it's true, like they say, as you get older, just time just kind of flies faster. So, um, you know, I just turned 50 last year, or well, um, in this past October. I mean, it's not like it's been 12 months; it's only been a few months. Um, but uh, I just turned 50, and so things seem to be accelerating in a lot of a lot of different ways. Um, and it's particularly strange to be wishing you a happy 2018. Because while you're listening to this on January 3rd, I'm actually recording this on December 9th. So it's kind of it's strange. I haven't even reached Christmas yet, but I'm already wishing you a Happy New Year. But uh, Happy New Year. Um, I, I trust and pray that you had a great 2017, um, even if you didn't do as particularly well as you had hoped or liked, um, that this year, I believe, was is going to be a better year. And I'm hoping this podcast, today's podcast, is devoted to just that, is to try and help you um, get ready for this 2018 and, and plan for a better year than last year. Even if you had a great year last year, you know there's always room for improvement. I mean, I, I work for some of the largest companies in the world, and regardless how well we did, even when I won a sales award trip. I was always told I can do better. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm thinking, man, geez, I just I just knocked it out of the park this year and, and you're asking me to do more. And sure enough, um, nine times out of 10, I did do better even after a great year. And so I'm a big believer that, you know, we always have room for improvement. We're not perfect. There's not a perfect business out there. So there's some areas in your business that we can improve on to have an even better year this year in, in 18 than we did in 2017. But before I get into the topic today, I wanted to share a little bit with you about the change in the format of those, this podcast. Now, we're only about three months in, but uh, you know I'm always one to tinker and try to figure out ways to improve, just like uh, what, I'm, what I just mentioned earlier about our business. How do we improve that? Well, I was thinking, how do I improve the podcast? Um, and so even though it's just three months in, I decided to kind of venture into the Facebook Live um, arena. And so what we're going to do, or what I'm going to do, is... Uh, record these podcasts live meaning i mean obviously i'm always recording it live but for people to actually view and listen live through facebook so we have a purpose and profitability um, facebook page and i know some of you are already on it and if you're not go ahead and and join uh, join us if you would uh, because we're always posting the podcast anyway but starting next week you're also actually going to be able to to view and listen live um, as we record, and and why is that? Um, well, I I really love the interaction with people, and sometimes a lot of a lot of times in this pod these podcasts I've interviewed people, so that's great. But there's those other times when I'm just talking about marketing or branding or, or purpose or what have you, and I'm just recording it just by myself, like I'm doing um, this week, and it's always some sometimes, sometimes a little. Um, kind of a struggle for me sometimes to just speak into a mic Um, so I love some type of interaction so what i'm gonna do is i'm actually gonna pull in a a co-host a good friend of mine that does all my graphic and web web stuff and uh, he's basically going to be my ed mcmahon his name's eric yoon so he's going to be kind of my ed mcmahon to me the johnny carson i guess and so i can have somebody to to kind of bounce some stuff off of he'll probably ask me some questions and questions hopefully from the audience and that's kind of what i've been wanting to do when i start this podcast is to get some questions from the audience about business you know various aspects from the marketing to, to pricing, finances, and organizational development, succession, whatever the case may be. Um, send me some questions, and if I can't answer it, I'll find somebody, some subject matter expert that can, and bring them onto the podcast. So so I'm really encouraging you as you sign up for the Facebook page to send in some questions. Um, what are some of your business issues? And if you want to, view us on Facebook Live, and you can potentially just ask the questions right in real time and if we've got the time we'll just answer it right then Uh, if not we'll just save it for a future broadcast and we'll just let you know and if we've got some really you know some good questions and something that we want to hear a little bit more about maybe we'll just bring you in um, into the broadcast and we'll just interact with you and discuss your issues um, your business stuff uh, live um, as we record so you can be part of the podcast potentially even um, in real time and interaction so that's what we're going to do starting next week uh, i'm going to start gonna start uh, broadcasting this live on facebook live uh, if you're not able to join us live no problems because you can still listen to this podcast the old-fashioned way which is through you know what you've been doing through the soundcloud um, app um, it's funny i say old school you know but but anyways um, you know what i'm saying so uh, two ways that you can participate in this podcast either how you've been listening to it now uh, through the app uh, through the podcast or participate live via Facebook live in the purpose and profitability podcast. So that's kind of the announcement I wanted to make. So this would be the last, um, pre-recorded, um, podcast. Although, as I say that there may be times when I pre-record something, uh, only cause I'm going to be on vacation or I'm traveling for some reasons for business or something. Um, or, um, a, one of the guests, um, that I bring in can't make one of the, um, actual predetermined, um, scheduled times for the uh, for the podcast and so we'll have to pre-record those and, and put them on but we'll still put them onto our facebook page so that's the announcement and the change in the format for 2018 so now let's get back to you and your business um, you know one of the things as i said earlier for every business is find out ways to improve what you do there's always ways to improve a business so one of the ways to do that is to look back at your past successes and challenges so I encourage everyone that's listening to look back in 2017 and analyze what worked well and what needs improvement. And based on that, you can plan for a better and more profitable and more purpose-led 2018. So things that are working well, yeah, you might not need to, to fix those things, but even when things are working well, there might still be areas for improvement anyway. So still look for those areas of improvement. And for some of the things that didn't work well, well, you have to decide whether you want to try that again or or try it, but just in a different way. So one of the um, first things to analyze, which is probably the most important thing, which really should be the driving force of your business anyway, especially for those listening on a purpose and profitability podcast, is purpose. Did you do well in fulfilling the purpose of your business? So goes without saying that yes, you should be making a profit because if you don't, then you won't be in business very long. But then we most importantly about fulfilling purpose, it's always about how do you positively impact people. So the first group of people you want to analyze and see how you did with them is your customers because without them, let's face it, you don't have a business, right? So let's look at your customers. How did you serve them? Um, what would they say about you? How would they rate your products and service, your customer service? and any area in which they engage with you in your business. How did you serve your customers? And then how can you improve upon the product and service, how you deliver the product and service to them? You look for ways to improve that. And it doesn't have to be anything um, huge. I mean, a lot of times uh, when businesses go into problem solving, how to improve their their products and services, a lot of times they, when they talk about improvements, the improvements are so big and so vast that it seems kind of, Unattainable, and sometimes you you can't achieve that at least within that year or within the first few months. So you don't have to worry about making huge changes. You just have to make some changes, even if they're small changes. What are some changes you can make over this next month, this first month of the year? And what are some changes you think you can attain um, by the end of 2018? As long as they're continuous changes, regardless if they're small changes, as long as they're continuous, and you do them. Over the course of the next three to five years, you're going to look back and see huge changes in how you deliver your products and services and the value and the quality in which they are. And you're going to have just automatically, or it just goes without saying, that your customers are going to be that much happier because you're going to be improving upon what you do. So look at areas in which you can improve how you serve your customers. And one of the ways that you can start is looking at your employees, is how can my team provide a better service to my customers, right? Because they're the ones that are most closely connected to your customers. How can your employees deliver better quality in the products or in the service that they deliver um, or even in the customer service? Uh, because without them and their interaction with the customers, you know, that's kind of how their your customers are going to determine, engage their experience with you as a brand is through not just your products and services, but even the people within your company that they interact with, right? So. How can you do that? How can you? How can your employees improve upon how they deliver the service to your customers? And before you just start, you know, to start telling employees, you know, what to do and how to improve upon what they do, we got to start with the top, which is you, the owner, and then through your leadership and your managers. How do you, as a leadership team, provide better service to your employees? See, as the owner of the company and as as managers of the company, your customer. Your number one customer are your employees, that's your staff, it's your team. They're your number one customer. You wanna make sure they have all the resources and abilities to do the best job possible, to provide the best work possible for the company, which in turn is what services your customers, right? From the um, hostess and the chefs in the back, to you know, your accounting team or your bookkeeping team and your CPA firm, whatever it is, it's your employees are the people that deliver the service, the products and services to your customers. So you want to make sure that you deliver the best to them. Because if they're not happy, it's going to be hard for them to deliver good service to your customers right if you're if they're disgruntled they're just gonna pass that on their customers and usually it starts on the top but if you're make sure you provide them what they employees what they need and look out for their best interests they're gonna be happy and in turn they will provide great service to your customers right so we can't always just expect our employees just to do the right thing just because we tell them we got to practice what we preach as owners and leaders of the business and then what about your vendors hey without them you know, you don't have some of the materials you need to build your products. So how do you deliver good service to them? Let's start by just paying your bills on time. <laughs> okay. And then just how do you interact with the representatives from your vendors um, and even the, the, internal, um, the internal team and internal uh, staff and team of your vendors? Look, it's, it's, it's amazing what can be accomplished when you develop and deepen relationships with them all of a sudden you're going to find deals and cost-cutting measures that you didn't know were possible, but because you have good relationships with them, with your vendors, They're also gonna bend over backwards to try and make sure you get the best deal possible because they just enjoy doing business with you, especially when you're always paying your bills on time. You know, Those are the ones that vendors are gonna wanna keep. You're the kind of business, you're the kind of customer, because you're their customer, you're the kind of customer they wanna keep, the ones that pay their bills on time, the ones that are willing to work with them when even times are tough for them. How do you service your vendors well? And then also, how do you service your community well? Um, Are you engaged with them? I mean, you're not just, just taking from them by just selling your products and service, but. How do you engage with them from maybe the local YMCA serving on the chamber boards or serving on, maybe serving on city council, maybe uh, being on, uh, helping some of the nonprofits in the area, um, what have you. There's always areas of need within the community in which you can help in some form or fashion, whether it's through your money or whether it's through your time and your talents. right? So there's some ways. How do you as a company and how do you even as the owner of the business help the community at large? And then, last but certainly not least, it actually should be the, at the top of the uh, of what we're talking about. But I have saved it just for the last um, uh, piece of this section on purpose. Um, but your family is utmost most important, right? How do you how are you serving your family, your spouse, your kids, um, even just the friends around you? How are you serving them? Because if you're not serving them well, you know it's not going to be a happy time at the home, right? So. If the home life isn't happy, you're going to bring that in right into your work, into your business, because you're probably going to take it out on your employees, on your managers and some of your leadership or whatever. You know, when your home life's not happy, typically your business life isn't happy. And um, But when your family life is happy, then you come in with a better attitude with your own business and you treat your leadership team and your employees with a lot uh, a lot more respect. Right? So. So how do, you, how do you build time in for your family? And I know a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs are working tons of hours, which can be very counterproductive. A lot of times we think we have to work more to get more done. It's very counterintuitive to say, hey, make sure you get rest. Make sure you get your personal time. You may not put in as many hours in your business, but you'll put in more productive hours in your business because when you're more rested, especially when you have... You know, take the vacation time that you need, a long weekend here and there, You know, time to just rest and recharge, be with their family, uh, giving your family the quality time they need, having a happy home life, you now can come into your business and put forth better effort and more productive time within your business. So I did a um, while back on my website um, called, you know, it's about Energy management, not time management. We always think about how do we get more time in a day? That's actually more about how do you get more energy in a day so that the time you do put into your work, you're more productive. Because you can be more productive and get more accomplished in eight hours as opposed to 10 hours when you're more rested. Because you can, you're, you're more in tune. Your um, your mindset, your um, your mind acuity, your um, your mental capacity is, is that much better. You're more creative out of periods of rest. So there's a lot of um, a lot of good research around rest. And when you're well rested, you're actually more productive, and you can get more done in a shorter period of time. So that's purpose. You know, That's everything that your business revolves around, that purpose of how you impact your customers, your employees, your vendors, your community, your family. Those should be the driving force of your business. And when you analyze those areas and look for areas to improve in each of those aspects, in each of those areas, your business will do better. You'll be more productive. You'll be more prosperous, guaranteed. So look at people, look at your customers, You look at your employees, look at your vendors, look at your community, look at your family, and ask the question, how do I improve on what I do in each of those areas this year? And it might just be one thing in each of those categories that you improve upon, but if you do that this year, you're sure to do, have a better year in your business as well, as far as financially. So speaking of finances, let's look into that. You know, Let's look at your, your your income statement from 2017. You know, How are you doing? How are your margins doing? And also in the various sales categories. A lot of times I see, um, you know, when I look at income statements for businesses, a lot of smaller business, even, even good medium-sized businesses, um, aren't able to kind of uh, break apart their profit and loss statements by different sales categories. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's take a restaurant, for example. One category could be appetizers. One category could be entrees. One category could be desserts. One could be drinks. Um, if, you're, if you have a CPA firm, one category, it could be your bookkeeping service. One could it be your tax, um, your tax services. One category could be your auditing services. So every business, or at least most businesses, I say the vast majority of them, have different sales categories. You don't just have one product or one service that you sell from, right? You usually have a number of different categories. And looking at your profit and loss by each of those categories and see how each of them are performing are very important so that you can make better business decisions moving forward. Because if you're spending a lot of time in a very low-margin category, you're probably losing money, and maybe spending little time in a more a higher-margin category. And, and and you think about that, if there's, there's a, a sales category that has a higher margins, think about, well, what if you were more intently about selling that product or service? What would that do to your bottom line? Um, and so things like that you know will help you identify and if there's areas you know, like I talked about earlier if you have a low margin category you're gonna to have to make a decision about whether you want to figure out how to improve those margins or decide whether or not you want to just drop selling that sales category altogether because if you drop that category you can you can funnel those resources and manpower to a more higher more higher profit better margin category and sell more of those and just do better in the bottom line so Look at that. You want to break up your financial statements into as much detail as possible so you can see your profit and loss based on different sales categories and then make some decisions based on that moving forward for 2018. Also look at your cost of goods and your expenses. Are your prices keeping up with the rising costs? I just had a, a conversation with, with, a, with a client the other day and uh, we were analyzing rising costs of you know just the various aspects of our expenses. And they all they all rose, and in fact, for a lot of uh, expenses, they rise consistently year over year. Yet, her prices don't rise consistently year over year. So, if your let's just say your cell phone bill, let's say your well, let's say your rent rises um, three percent, and you keep your costs the same, I mean, you're losing. It's eating right into your bottom line. It's eating right into your profits. So, you got to analyze your rising costs, and are your prices even keeping up with that? so that that's a quick little thing on your finances and and kind of analyzing those. And what about marketing? Are you getting the outcomes that your marketing investment dollars? Uh, you know, are you getting outcomes you want with the investment dollars that you're putting in? If not, what do you need to do to adjust that? Right. And a lot of times, people are spending money in the marketing and advertising, and they're not really keeping track about the. The outcomes. They're not looking at the analytics. Um, They're not looking at how much sales they can associate with a particular ad, or the particular, uh, you know, internet ad, or through the e blasts they're sending out. Whatever, anything you can think about marketing, are you measuring that outcomes, and are you getting outcomes that that you're looking for? And if not, you got to figure out how you do. You want to adjust that. Uh, figure out ways to improve on those outcomes, or do you just drop those, uh, that marketing, um, marketing category altogether? And is your message right? I mean, sometimes your marketing message, you know, the reason why the you're not getting the outcomes in your marketing that you want is maybe your marketing message is is a little confusing. Maybe it's not clear and maybe it's not being heard by the right people. Right? It's all about target customer. If you if you have the right message to the right people, they're going to come and they're going to buy. But a lot of times they have the wrong message going to the wrong people, right? Or the right message going to the wrong people. So you got to analyze that. It's not just about what you're doing in social media or print ads or radio or whatever, but is is your messaging even correct? and is it being heard by the right people and then the last piece about marketing are your customers coming back you know your customer attention are are your customers they, they buy once but are they coming back are they repeat purchasers now not all um, clients would be uh, a purchase repeat purchaser um, I just was talking to an attorney the other day and You know, their state planning clients, you know, they're not necessarily going to come back next year because once you do a state plan once, they're pretty much good uh, for the remainder of their life unless some significant things change. Um, But typically you're not going to get too many repeat customers, at least not within the first year or two. So not all types of of, of products and services you're going to get repeat customers quickly, but you do want to look at, you know, um, you know, how, you know, based on certain expectations, you know, are your customers coming back? Um, are they referring business to you? You know, if, if not, why not? Why aren't you getting more word of mouth? Um, so those are some of the things that you want to analyze in marketing. Organizational development. Is your team high functioning? I think it goes to what I was talking about. Are you serving your employees well? You know, are, is everyone performing to expectations? Now, if they're not, then maybe they need more training. But sometimes they need repositioning to a new job, a job that takes more um, advantage or better advantage of their skills and talents. You know, A lot of times people apply for a position because it's, it's available, it's open, and they, they need money. Um, it may not be totally suited for them, but they have enough skills where you as the employer say, okay, I think this person will, will make a good fit. And you put them in position. But sometimes there's another position within a company It might not have been available at the time they were uh, applying for a, a position in your company. But maybe there's another position within your company that they are better suited for. And maybe if you reposition them into another position, um, that you'll take a low-performing employee into a high-performing employee. And I've seen that done a lot of times. But too many times, businesses are too quick to fire people because of underperforming um, without realizing, hey, maybe... There's just a better position for them. And so you really got to understand the gifts and talents of your team, of your personnel, and analyze and really delve into this. Are they in the right position? If not, is their position better suited for them? So is your tight team functioning? If it's not, it might be a little bit more training, but it also might be repositioning people. The last thing I want to talk about today is about succession. And it's not about the end game. It's not about when you're ready to retire or sell the business off. But because we're talking about trying to make improvements for this coming year, when I talk about succession for this coming year, I'm talking about who steps in if something happens to you unexpectedly. A lot of times, when we, when we talk about the topic of, of succession, we're talking about you know when you want to sell the company or when you're going to retire and and um, you know have the vice president take over or what what have you. We're talking about the end game. But we also got, we need to talk about what if something unexpectedly happens, you know, sometimes because of health concerns. Recently, I just had a, a client who one of their younger kids got into a major accident, had to be flown to a hospital in a different state. And so, of course, as parents, they just picked up and went to the hospital. Um, and then fortunately, they had someone in the company that really did a great job in filling in uh, for the owners. Now, this goes into what I said earlier about on organization development. We had just spoken about two to three weeks before the accident about making sure their team, their, their personnel is in the right position. And so what happened was the owner, um, one of the owners, and it was a husband and wife team, so the, the wife interviewed each of the employees that following week after our discussion and realized that each um not all the employees were in the right spot. And so repositioned them into areas in the company that took advantage of their skills and talents and also their passion. There were certain types of services that they provided that some of the employees were just more passionate about over others. And so she just repositioned people into the type of jobs that they were just more passionate about. And she said that week was the most productive week that she remembered in their company. Um, their productivity went through the roof. Which meant they got a lot more done in a shorter period of time, which means their basically their labor costs actually went down per customer. So their margins increased. It was just an incredible thing. She was just I mean, she was speechless. Um, it was great. So but because of that, they had repositioned someone to be able to step in when the unexpected happened. And in this case was the accident that her, their youngest daughter got into. And so succession isn't just about the end game, it's about who can step in if the unexpected happens. And the unexpected is unexpected for a reason, right? You're not planning for this. So a lot of times we're thinking about, oh, you know, we'll get to succession later when I'm ready to sell. No, you got to plan for it now. You want to start making sure you're, you're developing your people to be able to step in as a manager or some kind of leadership position. If something happens, not just to you, but even if you have managers on your, in your company, step in for when the other managers are leaders within your company. So plan up for succession this year. Make sure you start thinking and be very intentional about developing your people so that they will be able to step in to an open spot if something unexpected happens, right? So thanks for listening today. Again, welcome to 2018. Happy New Year. I hope you take the time to evaluate 2017 so you can prepare for even better 2018. Um, Thank you once again for listening to the Purpose and Profitability podcast and And next week, we're going to go live, uh, uh, just a reminder. Um, So if you're not already on our Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability, go ahead and go on and and like us there. And email me if you want to hear more about deeper into any of the topics we talked about today um, or something you've heard about in the past from some of the speakers or people that I've interviewed. And just go ahead and email me a question or put it on the Facebook page. And my email address is prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's Prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com, or again, go to the Facebook page. You can always uh, submit your questions there. So tune in next week as I go live, and thanks again for listening. This is Robert Fakui, and remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.